When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As yet another manager seems to have evaded the grasp of Daniel Levy, we finally turn our attention back to football on the pitch, which I kind of forgot was a thing uh, with the way this week has gone for Spurs. But it is Sheffield United on Sunday for Spurs. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Hal from Sheffield United Way to talk team news, predicted lineups and everything about this game. I'm Matt Hayes and you're watching the Tottenham Fan Voice podcast. Hello and welcome back to Matty's Tottenham blog. For those of you who can bear to listen to chat about Spurs the way this week has gone for us. But look, uh, a fun 20-30 minutes ahead. I'm delighted to say, as I said, joined by uh, Hal from Chef United Way. Hal, thank you so much for your time today and how are you getting on? I'm all right. Did you uh, not really enjoy the, the League Cup final? I mean, I don't mean as a game, because actually I loved having the fans back. So that made it like a spectacle. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. It, look, it was fantastic to have the fans back. I think we're the, the last couple of weeks of football has told us it's, it's all about the fans and, and the fans that are all that matters. So hopefully it's something we get to see a, a bit more in the in the near future. But as for the football that happened on the pitch, um, I'm sure we're both in a, in a similar uh, attitude lately. It's just, it's just not been too great, has it? Well, Matt, you're only as good as your last game and we won our last game. <laughs> oh, even playing the team that are already relegated were the worst team going into the game. It's it's painful. Look, before we do dive into things, uh, Simon from Premier Hotspur TV has become a channel member. Simon, thank you so much for your support. Uh, like I said, an absolute pleasure to meet you and Adam uh, over at Wembley Stadium last Sunday. So uh, thank you for becoming a member and thank you for your uh, continued support of the channel. Uh, but look, let's dive straight into things. And Al, we were just talking off stream there a second ago. It's uh, it's a really weird feeling that you know two teams coming into this game with without a manager it, it doesn't happen very often and uh, us with Ryan Mason in charge and of course you have your um your own caretaker manager as well but look you're already relegated Chris Wilder gone w- what is what is the general feeling around the, the Sheffield United fan base at the moment we are a quite a positive bunch and we all kind of tend to stick together so we're all in agreement that we wanted Wilder to stay and none of us wanted Wilder out we don't tend to hound our managers out we tend to have managers for a very long time Dave Bassett Neil Warnock Chris Wilder, these are people that combined been in charge 20 years and it's the way we like it. So we are sad that he's gone, particularly under the circumstances, because we wouldn't have cared. It wasn't about results for us. It was an amazing journey. We shouldn't be in the Premier League. We were fourth from bottom. Wilder takes over. We're in League One. That's the third division, kids. And he takes <laughs> us He takes us up 100 points, smashes it, get into the championship Boom, we'll smash that as well. Takes into the Premier League. We're above Tottenham. We're above Arsenal. We're competing for Europe. And then the pandemic happens. And you can pick any team you want and say they've been affected by the pandemic. But no team has been affected by the pandemic like Sheffield United. And it's just completely destroyed any momentum, 
any advantage we had because it was those fine margins that were how we were winning games. We need mm. fans in the stadium because our fans really are the 12th man. Absolutely. Uh, I think I said it to you, uh, the, the preview for the, the game earlier in the season, you know, I, I wrote an article last uh, after the, the return uh, the return last season and, and Sheffield United were statistically the team that were, were affected most by, by everything that happened. And it's just disappointing that it has managed to to, to continue back into this, into this season. But look, uh, we're hearing the fans maybe back in the stadium before the end of the season. So hopefully uh, the Sheffield United fans get back in there for, for one Premier League game. I don't know if your, if your last game is at home, but it, it is. It's, it's, it is. Burnley, will you be getting a ticket? If I can, it'll go to, I would imagine, some kind of lottery system. And I was at the last game that we could go to, so I've got half a chance. <laughs> Look, fingers crossed. I hope you do get in there for that one. Um, let's welcome a few people here in the stream. We've got Ethelson saying, Ryan, yes, man. Uh, Paddy saying, even in boys, I see Ryan Mason say there'll be five cup finals left. Could have phrased that better. Uh, probably could have. And Kevin saying, it's going to be difficult for Spurs to get a manager. And there's there's no doubt about that one. But look, Hal, for, for Sheffield United, it's the complete opposite. It, it's not five cup finals. It's, it's five games to try and go out and enjoy and, and, and express themselves and a bit like that before their uh, Premier League journey does come to an end. Are you Are you looking forward to this game in any degree or is it just a case of waiting to, to get going next season? Well, my mother always says, never answer a question with a question, but I will. <laughs> this, is a, this is a genuine question, Matt. Uh, is anyone enjoying football at the moment? No. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe City fans, but we know there, there aren't too many of them. It's it's just we're, we're kind of going through the formalities at the moment, aren't we? It's just it's the never ending season. It just feels like it's just mm. gone on and on. It's been a horrible slog for me. Football, it's it's about the results, of course it is. But really, it's about going to Bramall Lane with my dad, which has been something we've done, you know, as long as I can remember. So not something I haven't been able to do. So I haven't I haven't really enjoyed any of it. It's been awful. Yeah, I'm sure there's, uh, there's a lot of people out there that will agree with you on that one. Like you said, the never-ending se- never season. It's just been a, a painful old slog and there hasn't been too much positivity. But look, uh, head into this game. Uh, we're going to talk team news very quickly. Uh, for Spurs, the only absentee is Ben Davis. So uh, a few players that have missed uh, quite a while. Matt Doherty being one of them uh, appears to be back in contention for this. So I'm not too many. I'm not sure too many Spurs fans will be upset to hear that Davis isn't playing, um, but his ankle injury is persisting and he will be unavailable for this one. Hal, do you want to give us a quick update on the Sheffield United team news? Yeah, we've uh, had more injuries than we've ever had in my life. I can't really remember a time when we've just been so kind of beset by injuries. Uh, And again, we've got injuries to key players. Our player of the season, Chris Basham, has a leg injury. He did resume training this week, but it's going to come too soon, this game, for our key man at right centre-back. He's been out now for a while, so it's awful. We, We really need him. Ollie McBurney, he's out for the rest of the season. He's our sort of star striker. Billy Sharp, he's out for the rest of the season. He's our sort of star striker. Uh, Jack O'Connell, he's got a knee injury. He's our star player. Uh, Sander <laughs> Berger, he's out. Uh, he's our best player. So we we have a patched up team. You are not going to be facing the best Sheffield United. You're not going to be facing Sheffield United's first team. And uh, you... You should win. I mean, on paper, you should obviously have won both games last season. The Blades took four points from Tottenham. Should have been six should this time been. This time round. It's a completely different Sheffield United. We have not been able to pick the same side two games in a row. And uh, it's all at sea. And you really, as a fan, if we were still going, they'd be telling us to bring our boots. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, on paper, as you say, Spurs should be winning this one. But those are the games that, that we typically lose. Um, no, you're making a good point that... Uh, the big battle is in the middle of the park because need to beat Sheffield, control the middle and create chances. Won't be easy even if they got relegated. Matt, can't, suppose... you, can't you rephrase that first bit? 
so, need to be so Sheffield United. There, there we go, mate. There we go. You know, I love you for a reason. <laughs> John, I was going to say that first time around when I thought I'd leave it, just see what happens. Um, yeah, look, it, you know, the middle of the park, I think, has been a, a very important position in, in the pitch for, for a lot of Spurs games lately. It's where I feel we, for the most part, lost the cup final on Sunday. And this is one where he should have enough power, should have enough quality in there, because as you say, Hal, Sander Berger uh, not being available for this one, having missed the majority of the season. Who, who would you expect to be that midfield trio for, for Sheffield United, if you can even muster up a prediction? I can. I also think Sanderberger may well be at Spurs next season. You know, there's, there's strong rumours linking him with the likes of Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham and Aston Villa. You'll have to break the bank to get him. Uh, you know, he, he will he will cost a pretty penny. I would not say it'd be ridiculous to talk about the likes of 40 million for mm. Sanderberger. He, he's that good. He gave up Champions League football to come to the Red and White Wizards. Uh, midfield, I will say... Ollie Norwood, John Fleck, and Ben Osborne. Ben Osborne is a left back, and uh, we've we've just got no options, so we'll have to we'll have to shoehorn him in there. Well, look, if we're coming up against a bit of a a bit of a a messed up team, I suppose that uh, one of the nicest ways to put it, um, it gives a bit of encouragement to Spurs. Uh, we've Dan here say hi, Matt. Did you enjoy your time in London last Sunday, despite the result? Dan, it was one of the best weekends of my life. To be perfectly honest, you know. Losing the cup final wasn't great, but you know, getting to present for We Are Tottenham TV uh, and meeting uh, a lot of the people that are in the chat here as well, some some YouTubers and a few fans as well. It was an absolutely incredible weekend. Um, th- thank you for for asking that. Um, look for Spurs midfield. I, I it's it's very difficult to predict when you know Ryan Mason has only had two games in charge, a uh, bit of rotation against Southampton, then starting Harry Winks in the cup final and not bringing on Ndombele even for uh, for a couple of seconds towards the end. It's it's really difficult to to predict where we're going to go with this one, but I would imagine Hoybier. Uh, starts and, and finishes every game as he does. If we're looking for formation for this one, I think we will be a bit more on the front foot, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 4-2-3-1. And who that second man in behind Hoybier is, could be Winks, could be La Celso, could be Ndombele, could be Sissoko. Uh, it, it really is a, a tough one to predict. But what I'd like to see is, is Ndombele in there, especially after that fantastic goal he scored um, at Bramall Lane last season. I wouldn't mind uh, him back on that team sheet as well. And look, the big debate for Spurs always is, you know, who's going to start in centre-half? Uh, Joe Roden missed that cup final after being cup tied he will be back in contention for this one so between Toby, uh, Dyer, Sanchez and Roden, Hal I'm sure you, you'll take any of those with, a, with the, the four more defensive shown this season. Yeah absolutely I was interested in your thoughts on Harry Winks because I've been reading some of the, uh, the Spurs opinions online it's uh, quite an interesting reading looking at a Spurs forum at the moment I mean <laughs> I thought we had it bad but no clearly Tottenham have it much worse than Sheffield United but uh, Harry Winks now uh, the, the, the two guys when he was a young boy that trained him train my nephew at the moment and they, they are oh, yeah. constantly using Harry Winks as an example of the, look if you listen to us you can succeed like Harry Winks and he is one that inspires all of the young lads because I live very close to Tottenham and uh, he's one that sort of inspires uh, all of the youngsters to try and make it pro. But everything I've been reading on the forum suggests that Harry Winks is not popular with Tottenham fans, which I have to say saddened me greatly. So uh, what's the tr- what's the true story? <laughs> he's he's always been one that has um that, that's a kind of split the opinion among the Spurs fans. I think in, in the early time of his career, he had that look. He's a Tottenham player, Tottenham fan coming through. He, he scored in his debut against West Ham, which. For Spurs, is always a good thing. They had some some good Champions League performances, but I think slowly the fan base has shifted to kind of want to see him out of our team because he's he, he's a passenger at times. You know, he'll get the ball, he'll pass it backwards, he'll pass it sideways. It's almost a cause to celebrate uh, if he does if he does play a ball forward. And and that cup final against Manchester City on on Sunday, I think he was so aggressive in possession. And if he just 
you know, made that pass every once in a while and tried to ping it into the feet of Harry Kane or or play one out wide, I think would have been fantastic. But he's he just doesn't take risks. He's he's weak in possession. He's he's weak out of possession as well. I can't remember him putting in a single tackle. So Spurs fan, we love him for that. But you know, maybe get back in the stands with your match day program and, and don't throw wow. the kid on because he's look, I mean, I, I, I put up a video about a year, a year and a half ago, um, actually defending him because he was a player that I really enjoyed watching. But as as the the months have progressed as you know, the, the team kind of has become the the disappointment that it has. I think he's one that's kind of standing out as a as a as a quite poor player. And look, maybe a, a straight swap for Sander Berger down in the championship could be his his level next season. But I like him. I like Harry Winks. I think he's a good player, and I've taken more of an interest in him since meeting these coaches that did work with him for so long. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking, like, if my nephew does make it because he's very good at football, I can't read things like that about him. Uh, would it would it would hurt me too much? So mm. I never I never really slag players off. Uh, it's just it's not my style. I kind of keep my. You, you've seen me on other videos. I'm 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 constantly positive, <laughs> and, and yeah. you have you have to be as a Sheffield United fan. You have to remain positive because if it's all about the football, you'll lose your mind. <laughs> oh, Joe, I, I, I really, really <laughs> resonate with, with that. Uh, Bob's right here saying, "Oh yeah, there's a football game this weekend." Bob, there is. Who would have thought it? It's 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 crazy to think we're well, actually the good back news out of football pitch. It's on Sunday and it's on late, so it won't ruin your whole weekend. Exactly. Do you know Spurs did that to us the other weekend? We played on a Friday night, so our weekend was ruined before it even started. But they're uh, they're they're giving us a bit of a a bit of a break this weekend to to enjoy three quarters of it. Uh, look, Hal, you're not going to win this game. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to be rude about it, but let's be perfectly honest. You're not going to win it. What what would you what would you like to see uh, coming out of this? I realize how bad well, that sounded, but you know, would you like to see some young players out there? Would you like your players just to to play expansive football? What would you be hoping for? I mean, genuinely, I believe if our best team went up against your best team, like last season, we can beat Tottenham. There's mm-hmm. no question of that because we did last season and we put Tottenham to the sword. I mean, we outplayed Tottenham at whatever the Tottenham Stadium's called, and then we smashed you at Bramwell Lane. So I'm not just going to accept that kind of talk, <laughs> right? Of, we're not going to win this year. Well, okay, but that's that's kind of all out of our hands. What's happened this season, injuries just happened. They've all been impact injuries, as in on the training ground, just because the way Sheffield United train comes from on high is you train like you play. So you do get more injuries that way. It's always a bit of a risk, and it's what's happened. They've all been just very unfortunate injuries. So we've got a patched-up makeshift team with players that we signed on free transfers from lower leagues. That's what we're going to have to go out with, and the likes of Keane Bryan, who were playing at Oldham, Bolton, and Berry. That's the kind of player that we're going to be have in defence, replacing Jack O'Connell, our best player in defence. No Chris Basham, our player of the season, like two seasons. Just incredible. We don't have Dean Henderson anymore. So... Hmm. We, are, we don't have Billy Sharp, and every time he scores, we win. It certainly feels that way. And we've got goal, <laughs> we've got goal scorers that don't score goals. So it, it really is going to be difficult. Do I want to see youngsters? Yes, we've got a fantastic youth team. Our, our under-23s and our under-18s are winning everything that they seem to enter. They're, they're doing really well in the Cups. They're in quarterfinals tonight. Our under-23s won their league last weekend. We produce very good players at Sheffield United. The players that have come through Sheffield United recently have gone on to represent England and do extremely well. You only need to look quite recently back at the players we've had that we sold even in Chris Wilder's time. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Che Adams, not English, although he did play for England in the 18s, David Brooks. And you go further back, Kyle Norton, Kyle Walker. We've had Phil Jagielka. We've had Gary Cahill. Good players play for Sheffield United. 
Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I just when you mentioned Shea Adams, I remember he moved to Southampton and said his aim was to to win the Premier League. So I don't think you can you can question the ambition of of the players that are coming out of Sheffield United. But yeah. look, I didn't even mention Harry Maguire, the most expensive defender on earth. Exactly. Is that a positive one though? You know what? He's always remembered very fondly at beautiful downtown Bramall Lane because he played <laughs> extremely well for us. I don't care how he's played since. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Jenk, good to see you tuning in here. Says, evening, guys. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, Sue says, hi, Matt. Couldn't give a stuff about the game this weekend. Damage has been done. I'd say roll on next season, but I suspect it'll be more of the same. And, and that, that Sue, is, is, is the fear that I have as well. Um, it's, it's hard to muster up any sort of um, optimism for this one. But look, Hal, another player I wanted to ask you about, because um, it, it's one that I get a bit of stick for on, on the LFC Day Trippers channel, uh, because apparently he's, he's a good fit for Spurs, and that's Aaron Ramsdale. I'm not a fan. Um, I, I think he was he was decent at Bournemouth last season, but to be played in two teams in a row that go down, I know you can't put the blame solely on the goalkeeper, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Do you, do you think he's he's a good keeper? Yeah, he's probably going to be either second or, or first place for player of the season for us. He's been, uh, first part of the season he was poor. He'll be the first to put his hands up and say he didn't play well. Since then, he's been fantastic. Some of his saves, if you just can, can find sort of YouTube videos of them, they, they it's been just reading comics kind of stuff postage stamp top corner saves just brilliant he he is very very good at shot stopping he's very good with his feet he's better on the deck than dean henderson and you know well, what i think uh, about dean henderson i think dean <laughs> henderson is england's best goalkeeper and having seen him for for three seasons i i know how good dean henderson is but mm-hmm. aaron ramsdale is not as good as dean henderson but he's the best we could have got Possibly martinez i like him at villa and i know we were linked with him but villa throw around wages like no one, no one's business. So we can't compete with that. So we have to, you know, fish in the market that we can. Ramsdale's a good keeper. I'm, I'm sorry to dispel the, the myth that you've created there. I, I really like him. He's my personal choice for player of the season. He's, he's been great. Well, that's fair enough. And look, I suppose this now becomes a bit of a more interesting question, given your, uh, your, your love for Aaron Ramsdale. I would have thought this would have been an easy answer. <laughs> but uh, Jane here is asking, do you think Henderson not staying on has contributed to their decline? It's contributed. It's not the reason. You know, we've lost all our best mm-hmm. players, including Henderson, but Jack O'Connell's the real reason. Everything we do is the overlapping centre-backs. Well, Basham is the right-sided overlapping centre-back, injured. O'Connell is the left-side overlapping centre-back, injured. And then the pivot in the middle, John Egan, has been injured or suspended almost all season. <laughs> we call those three the Pistons. When they play together as a three, it just works, with Ender Stevens on the left and George Baldock on the right as those forward attacking wing backs. Ender Stevens has been awful. His form the last 12 months has been terrible. Whereas before that, I would say he was one of the best left backs in the Premier League. So our defence completely dismantling, falling apart, and then not having the same keeper play behind them, that has been mm-hmm. the reason. Last season, we conceded 39 goals, which is wow. just unheard of for a promoted team. Unheard mm-hmm. of. It's actually the best record for a promoted team. There are teams that have done better wow. when they've been promoted, like Newcastle. And Leeds are doing very well this season, although we still do. Yeah, still finished still finished higher than I think they will. Um, so that's been it. This season, we've continued to just leak goals. Last season, we didn't score a lot of goals. We actually only scored 39 mm-hmm. as well. This season, we've scored even less. We've only scored 18 goals, which is what? unbelievable. I actually didn't know that. Unbelievable. The, rec- <laughs> the, <laughs> the record, we need to score... Three more goals to beat the worst ever record. God, well, look, if Dyer and Sanchez start on Sunday, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll smash that out of the park on that one. But speaking of the importance there of, of uh, those few defenders, would you have any concern that they'd move on to, to other Premier League clubs mm. this summer? Big time. Yeah. The, the big worry is that uh, Jack 
uh, Jack O'Connell comes back and he's not the same player, that's a mm -hmm. huge worry for us because his injury is so severe and he's been out all season. And he was all about his game being pacey. You know, he's, he's a big lad, he's strong, but he's quick. He has to mm -hmm. be to get up that left, put crosses in and then get back to stop counterattacks. And he can do it. So we cannot afford to lose Jack O'Connell. He is literally our Virgil van Dijk. He's that important to us. He's the best centre-back I've ever seen at Sheffield United. And I'm including Harry Maguire and Phil Jagielka <laughs> and Kyle Walker, who did play centre-back for us, because we had Carl Norton on the right and then Spurs mm. went and stole them. And then John Egan... Don't regret anything. He he is he's he was a target last season for Everton. I wouldn't be surprised if they came back in for him. I don't know where he personally would fit at Everton because they've got a lot of defenders and sometimes you have to put extended defenders at right back at Everton. They've got so many. Yeah, and I think both of their values have, have only gone up, even though we've had a terrible season. Um, we actually have a super chat here from um, Will Stewart, uh, a good friend of the channel. Uh, Will, thanks so much for that super chat. Anyone else, if you do want to throw a super chat in, uh, we will make sure to, to get to that one. And Will, a uh, fantastic channel as well for any Spurs fans, if you do want to go check it out. Says, how does it feel to support a team coming in and out of the Premier League? Not banter, seriously want to know my future, <laughs> what my future as a Spurs fan would be like. I didn't read the end of that before I brought it up. What's it like being, being that club? Well, great surname, first of all. I would say uh, Spurs don't have anything to worry about like that. Spurs Spurs worries are completely different to Sheffield United's worries. You know, we're, we're going to be in financial issues. We've got no manager. You've got no manager, but you can attract managers that people have actually heard of when they play football manager. We will be sure about that. <laughs> we, will, we will be looking at managers like Paul Heckingbottom and Jason Tindall, right? You're actually interested in managers that people have heard of. So... It's a different kettle of fish. Your worries are totally different. You you won't get relegated. The worst that'll happen to Tottenham is to finish in the bottom half of the Premier League. And even that, I don't think, is very likely. What's it like to be coming in and going out? I mean, in my life supporting Sheffield United, I've only been in the Premier League three times, and I'm nearly 40. So we don't, we're not a yo-yo side. We're a yo side. So the, <laughs> the likelihood is, last time we got relegated from the Premier League was 2007. And it took us 13 years to get back. I think it could easily take just as long again. Oh, I don't want that to happen because then we won't be able to do match previews like this, Hal. you, you uh, got to come be, back up. There'll be cup games, mate. We always get Tottenham <laughs> in the cup. <laughs> oh, look, fingers crossed we do. And, and just before we go, uh, touching on that, that manager thing, because it is one of the one of the worries that Spurs have. And look, the news uh, we're getting in, in the last couple of days would suggest that perhaps we can't um, attract those managers, but I'm sure it's a, it's a much more difficult situation for Sheffield United. Do you think this will be resolved before the end of the season? Or do you think it could be a, a long wait? And then who do you think might be the, the man in charge next season? Well, we did a video on our channel, The Chef United Way. Check it out. There's interviews with former players, even if you don't support Sheffield United. I mean, players that played for Tottenham. Um, Head over. <laughs> we, we, we did a video about Alexander Blessing and uh, Slavisa Jokanovic, who were mm -hmm. the bookies' favourites. That's why we picked them. Uh, Blessing didn't get his work permit, and Jokanovic is apparently someone that's no longer on our five-man shortlist. So that was a waste of time doing that video. <laughs> Uh, oh, I've just, tell me about it. We've, we've got a five-man shortlist. We don't know who's on the shortlist apart from Paul Heckingbottom. We don't know any of the other names. Would you, would you be happy with him? No, Permanently. of course not. No? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, overseen our heaviest, he's overseen our heaviest ever Premier League defeat. We have just started leaking. Well. Yeah, we've started leaking goals. We did win against Brighton, but they're, they're awful. And, you know, mm. who'd, want, who'd want Graham Potter as a manager? <laughs> so many Spurs fans I don't agree uh, Wayne here with the £2 Super Chat says apologies late to the stream Wayne thank you very much for the support and I apologise we, we, we will be wrapping up shortly anyway uh, with Simon here or Simon don't know if you were here but thank you so much for becoming a member says big up Matt great show and let's hope for another three points this weekend and look let's hope for that three points Hal am I right in saying you don't do predictions 
Well, I will now. I stopped doing them because we were losing every week, and I thought, if I stop doing predictions, maybe it'll turn. And you know what? I stopped doing predictions, and we had our best spell. We beat Manchester United the first time there I did is. it away at Old Trafford. So I was like, I'm not doing predictions ever again. But we've got relegated now, so who cares? Yeah, I'll give you a prediction. What is it? <laughs> I'm going to say 4-0 to Tottenham Hotspur. I honestly wasn't sure you were going to say Spurs. I thought you were going to say four 0 Sheffield United. Which, look, wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, look, I, I'm going to go with a, a comfortable win for Spurs as well. I think with, with Champions League football on the line, it's it's really all we have. It, it is is all we have to to play for to hold on a few to a few of those men like Harry Kane. Um, I think I think we need to get a, a good result in this one and spur us on to towards the end of the season. Like Roy Mason says, uh, five cup finals that that we have to play. But look, Hal. Every single time, I know I want to say it, but I do mean it. Thank you so much uh, for your time today. It is massively appreciated. Um, do you want to tell people what's coming up on your channel at 7pm and then in the in the future as well? Yes, you. You are coming up, sir. Uh, this man, <laughs> do please join us on our channel. There'll be lots of Spurs chat at 7pm with Matt. We're doing the watch along as well uh, during the game. Uh, also, one other thing I'd like to promote, this is really for Tottenham fans. I also do a podcast, which is interviews with uh, former professional footballers. I've had on there uh, Vinnie Jones, Chris Kamara, Alan Shearer. And the reason I'm bringing this to you is Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker talks about his time at Tottenham. He also talks very interestingly about how he nearly signed for Arsenal, but it all went wrong. Oh, wow. With George, yeah, exactly, before Tottenham. He'll explain why it all went wrong with George Graham, but it's a fascinating insight. The, the love for Spurs, some of his favourite goals he scored for Spurs. Just really, really interesting if you are a Tottenham fan. The podcast, it's free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can search Once Upon a Time on the pitch well I'll be telling you I'll definitely be heading over there after the stream and everybody else you should as well uh, and do make sure to tune into the Chef United way at 7pm for, for a preview over there as well we'll be talking a bit more about Spurs uh, but look Hal thank you very much for your time uh, all is appreciated uh, I just want to remind everyone who is watching as well that uh, we are part of the Sports Social Podcast Network the UK's only dedicated sport podcast sport podcast network so uh, you can join the team or find the next show you love at www.sport-social.co.uk I, I can never say that sport-social is a lot more difficult to say than you would imagine but I, I always I always get it out in the end but look do make sure to hit a subscribe on the channel if you haven't already we've surpassed six and a half thousand uh, got over 150 in the last couple of days so thank you for that support smash a like on the stream as well if you have enjoyed it and as always thanks for watching Podcast Network.